You're listening to Cross the Line 1524, the common man's podcast. But I came here for just one drink. It's Cross the Line 1524. Join us at the Rusted Nail Speakeasy with a glass of bourbon, table 12, as the guys sit around and discuss distilleries, common day events, or whatever comes to the bar top. That's right. Cross the line, 1524. All right, so welcome to the Rusted Nail. (laughs) (laughs) Speakeasy, a little speakeasy on the outskirts in Franklin County, Indiana, where we secretly... And ceremoniously record his podcast. I'm Alan Stanger with Dwayne Bischoff. We, we are the 15th side. Jeff Montag, Mike Gardner, Scotty Bourbon, and we are the 24 side. All right, guys, All right. and obviously it's across the line. 15, 24, table 12. How you guys doing? Getting started early. They started before Juices us. Are obviously, obviously. So, guys, how's your week been? It's been good. Busy week. Busy, busy, and just stressful. <laughs> Ready for it to be over. So you, glad you it's got over. to meet uh, you got to meet my uncle from Pennsylvania. Didn't yes, you? I did. My he, uncle Eugene. So, uh, how many words did you get in while you got to talk to him? About three. <laughs> 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 he's a character. He he's a funny guy. That's about two more than I got in. <laughs> oh, Jeff, how's your week been? Well, I had a really good week up until the last uh, part of today, which pretty much made up for the rest of the week. So, Robin is driving tonight. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. All right. Mr. Gardner, you haven't been here for a while. I haven't been here for a while. I was on vacation for the first part of this week. He was looking for Bigfoot, I think. <laughs> I was looking for Bigfoot. In Vortexes. In Vortexes. In Vortexes. Cool. Because yeah, that's where Bigfoot comes from, is through the Vortexes. Yeah. So, I... Yeah, I'll talk about that in a minute. <laughs> I, have, I have to echo Jeff's statement. The last half of this day really sucked. <laughs> so Terry's driving tonight. <laughs> Wait a minute. Hide the gin. Hide the gin. Uh, Scotty Bourbon, how you doing? Uh, it was just a regular old week. Nothing happened much. Just work. Good driving deal. in this fog and rain. I'm getting tired of that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like oh man, day. yesterday morning when I left... I mean, literally, you couldn't see. Yeah. Feels like being in Seattle or something. Yeah. Crazy yeah, and had, all the rain. I uh, Yesterday morning, going to work in the fog, I had one of those, like, ghost herds of deer run in front of oh, me. So no. that was, that was oh, a little yeah. freaky. And then uh, and then coming home at, you know, 3.30 in the afternoon, it was so fog. I don't think I've ever been in daytime fog that thick. I, I, I'm sure I couldn't see 100 yards in front of me. Yeah, it was crazy, crazy. So what I did forget to ask is what's ever in everybody's glass. So we'll go backwards here. Scotty, what you drinking? Yellowstone. Neat. Really? Yellowstone in this bar? Yep. Yep. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm on an Indiana Bourbon Club thing on Facebook. So somebody uh, bought a bottle of the Toasted and says, is this stuff any good? There wasn't one bad review on there. There you so go. That was good. Mike, what you got? It looks so like I, you don't have anything. I don't have anything at the moment, but I did have some Sazerac. There you go. Jeff? I got some Yellowstone Select. Nice. Dwayne? 
I'm a Yellowstone too. Looks like we're going around Yellowstone. Except for me, I'm trying to finish this bottle of uh, Traveler, which is uh, Chris Stapleton uh, Buffalo Trace blended whiskey. So I was having that for, at least for the first part of the night. Then I, it's going to be time for some Yellowstone probably. So, well, I mean, is that that's after you finish that <laughs> bottle? No, no, no. Well, yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, you finish that, and then yeah. I don't think you're going to touch any Yellowstone. If yeah, yeah. In the old days, that would have been nothing. Like 30 years ago, <laughs> <laughs> it was really the old days. Really the old days. So you were out with Vortexes. I was. So in Sedona. In Sedona. So tell us about that a little bit. Mike? Uh, so my wife drug me on a, what I would call a hippie tour of Vortexes. <laughs> <laughs> groovy, man. Groovy. It was groovy, yeah. Um, we went around the Sedona area and visited sites that had Vortexes and took us to a medicine wheel and had us walk around it and go through it and the guy could tell you what was going on in your life and he was surprisingly accurate so so wasn't such so wasn't it, so what he said it wasn't yeah. I, I i went into it like and i looked at terry when i got in the van i'm like what in the hell did you get me into <laughs> and so after the whole thing i had to admit it there was something to it yeah did you find bigfoot we did not find bigfoot oh aliens no aliens either. So I think we're we're confusing the word vortex with the word a portal. 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 That's true. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. True. True. Two different things. Yep. Any slee stacks? Yeah, slee stacks. <laughs> that's what it did look like. <laughs> Land of the Lost. It yeah, did. That's what it me well, of. I did I go to that cave, according to Scotty. <laughs> Actually, it was a canyon. But um, I mean, remember that 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 was such a cool I, I Saturday like morning show. show. Yeah, Land it was of the cool. Lost. You know what's funny is you said that, and then on my Facebook feed, there was all the stuff about <laughs> Landlord Lost. Seriously, and, and what? Yeah. yeah, and what it reminded me is the last season, the dad wasn't on the last season; the uncle was. Do you remember that? Oh, I don't no, remember I don't that. So the dad details. fell in the portal. The uncle came back out, and the reason was there was a contract dispute with the dad uh, in the network. Uh, so they wrote him off. They wrote him off. Yeah. Shoved him in the portal. And you, you know what happened? You know, it only lasted one season. It's sort of like when the Dukes of Hazard wanted more money and they brought in the Duke brother's cousins. You remember yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, that was yeah, horrible. I do remember that. That didn't take long for him to sign the Duke boys back up. Yeah. Of course, you can't watch that on TV anymore. No. No. Crazy. Crazy. So... We'll let you start out. You know, once again, against what probably should be my better judgment. Oh, Dwayne's got a topic for us. Oh, this is a funny one. I, I tried to be a little lighter this week. I've been getting too serious. So I found this one: poop spill on Connecticut highway causes several crashes. <laughs> That's a shitty topic, right shitty there. Topic. I know. But, it was back in May we reported that a truck spilled sewage all over a Colorado highway, shutting down traffic and ruining a lot of people's days. At the time, that felt like it was probably as bad as it was going to get when it came to poop spills this year. But no, we will not escape that easily. Connecticut decided to up the ante with a truck that spilled so much sewage on the highway it caused multiple crashes. The Associated Press reports that a tractor trailer in Connecticut 
spilled in human waste, unquote, on the Interstate 95, enough human waste that cars driving behind the truck began to spin out and crashed. This was the bad one. A motorcyclist crashed and fell uh, and was sent to the hospital <laughs> with minor injuries. Another, a number of other vehicles reported hit other vehicles as well as hit concrete barriers. Yeah, when I got to the motorcycle part, I thought, oh, that poor guy. Bad enough wrecking your bike. But then mm-hmm. to be sliding and shit. Oop. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, it was. It went on another, uh, also another different tractor trailer lost control and slid into a police car that then hit another police car. Both cars were empty because the officers were out helping in the muck, <laughs> trying to help with others, trying to help with the other wrecks. In totals, police say the vehicles crashed from the poop spill. Having your car covered in sewage is one thing, but having your car covered in so much sewage that you lose control and crash is on a completely different level. That means at some point you've got to get out your wrecked car, walk through the poop to safety. That is just, they did catch the guy, but it's like, and they think he knew it. It's like, why didn't you stop? I mean, you're going to get caught. It's not like they're just going to follow the trail. <laughs> yeah, follow the trail till it stops, and there you are. No sense of running. Sounds like it'd be like trying to navigate the sidewalks of San Francisco right now. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, but anyway. Ugh. Oh man. Well. You know, you and I must have been thinking about the same things here. <laughs> uh, sticky? Not sticky. <laughs> a stinky situation. A farting passenger on a plane <laughs> allegedly causes a flight oh, yeah, to turn around. Yeah. <laughs> I want to know what it is about you guys in the 15 side. <laughs> yeah. Hey, let's we're, let's we're point that part out everybody here, else. It's, it's not the 24 side. It ain't 15 doing it. Yeah, we're just reporting the news here. Um, a gassy man apparently caused a big stink aboard an American Airlines flight, according to a viral social media post. The plane eventually turned around, and passengers, uh, the passenger was asked to get off the plane. Uh uh, Lime attacks, which is the the uh, social media poster's has, ta- hashtag name. He says we all breathed a sigh of relief when he was removed. The stinky situation reported on happened on January 14th on a flight from Phoenix, Arizona to Austin, Texas. Uh, the Reddit user said an unidentified man on a plane was audibly disgruntled about something, maybe hungover, and was grumbling before the plane left the gate. The man was allegedly swearing and causing a disruption. I overheard him loudly say, you thought that was rude. Well, how about this smell? (laughs) (laughs) And then he farted. (laughs) He said, I don't know what provoked that comment. While kind of funny to overhear, it was uncalled for, and especially coming from a grown man on an airplane nonetheless. Then later in the flight, uh, the Reddit user said people were eating... (laughs) When the men who farted loudly said, yeah, everybody, let's just eat the smelliest food possible all at the same time. Another passenger told the man to take a private flight next time if he didn't like what people were eating. He said, fart man replied with, that's so bleeping rude. While another person added, I think we'd all agree that you're the rude one here. Fart man replies something like, 
that's just so low class. And the other guy's rebuttal was, well, you're back here in economy with the rest of us. That's when the flight attendant reportedly intervened and said, that's enough to the man who passed the gas. Um, soon there was an announcement on the plane, and everybody on board was told the plane was returning to the gate. We get back to the gate, and the flight attendant comes and informs Fart Man. <laughs> That's what it says. That he will not be staying on the flight. He simply replies, I don't understand. She tells him, they'll talk about it off the plane. The man then got up, grabbed his belongings, got off the plane. Everyone seemed relieved because uh, they were on their edge about what he may do next. Uh, the plane was delayed about 15 to 30 minutes. Uh, all in all, I think America handled it swiftly, America Airlines. Um, he claimed he decided to share the experience because it was somewhat entertaining. Uh, I know I didn't film anything, he said. Uh, he said he missed an opportunity to fart on the way out and yell, smell you later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. A weaponized fart. Oh. And then, uh, worse. And then there, was, there was a comment that says, well, maybe the flight was low on gas. <laughs> Not after that. Yeah. So, you know, a couple of months or a month or so ago, we had the flight where the lady... Uh, yeah. yeah. From one end of the plane to the other. Yeah, yep. they had to clean the plane. That would be Oh, they nasty. took the carpet out. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, yeah. you know, it's funny because when we flew down to Florida, I'm thinking that the whole time. I'm like, <laughs> is that old carpet or new? What's <laughs> <laughs> the stripes in it? <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. With that, we're going to take a short break. We'll be right back with a less smelly topic on Cross the Line at 1524. <laughs> Well, if you're looking to learn more about the bourbon country in probably the most unorthodox way you've ever heard it, you need to listen to Two Shots on a Barrel podcast. You can join the Bow Brothers, a couple of longtime goofy radio DJs from Kentucky, and learn more about what makes the heart of bourbon country so famous. You can listen to the Bow Brothers as they look to interview experts in the bourbon industry and other things that are truly unique to Central Kentucky, like wineries, craft breweries, caves, kayaking, you name it. It's Two Shots on a Barrel podcast with the Bow Brothers. You can find it on all of the major podcast platforms. Two Shots on a Barrel. You can learn more about Kentucky only the way the Bow Brothers can bring it on Two Shots on a Barrel podcast. Batesville Liquor Co. in Batesville, Indiana, and Tebby Liquor in Brookville, Indiana. One of our favorite sponsors right here across the line, 1524, and it doesn't matter whether you're looking for a great bourbon, a blended whiskey, maybe a, a rye or a scotch, or maybe you're into wine, or maybe vodkas or tequilas. It just doesn't matter. You know why? Because they're all available at Batesville Liquor Co. in Batesville, Indiana, and Brookville, Indiana has Tebby Liquor. Now, if you're looking for something special, something unique, try their barrel picks. They have barrel picks that they've hand-selected from different distilleries on sale at both Batesville Liquor Co. and Tebby Liquors. That's right. They're unicorns. You will never get that same taste of a barrel anyplace. Those are hand-selected barrels just for you. Once again, if you want a beer, if you want a wine cooler, yeah, they still make wine coolers. They've got it all at Batesville Liquor Co. located at 315 Shopping Village 
in Batesville, Indiana, or Tebby Liquors. Tebby Liquors, right here in Brookville, Indiana. And tell them to cross the line, 1524 Crew sends you. Gilman's Home Centers, with 14 locations, and they're growing. You know, we're in the heat of the winter. That's an oxymoron right there, but you need ice melt, you need snow shovels, any item to take care of your winter needs, Gilman's have them. Do you have a wood pellet stove? Well, Gilman's has the best wood pellets on the market. They're Somerset wood pellets. They're hardwood pellets made in Somerset, Kentucky. It gets no better. I personally use them and vouch for them. Gilman's Home Centers, your one-stop shop for any of your home improvement needs. All right, we're back here with Cross the Line 1524, and that was quite the thing. A lot of smells and slimy stuff. So you Glad got- we wiped up and cleaned up after that. <laughs> <laughs> we're going downhill quickly. Yep. It's that 15 side. It is the 15 side. That's what I'm saying. Well, here's what I'm saying. Guys got anything for us? Any topics? Well, what sure. you got for us? Sure. We don't, have to, we don't have to like have them all written down on paper and stuff like that. <laughs> I'm ready. Bring <laughs> them on. So I've got an issue. I've got an issue with, believe it or not, cell phones. Oh, God. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go around the room. I'm going to ask you guys a question. If I call your cell phone and it goes to your voicemail, Dwayne, what am I going to hear? You hear a me- I think it's an old message. I need to change mine. I think it's a mess. But there is a message there. Right. Alan? There's a message. It says it's you. Yes. Yeah, Dwayne yeah it says, says it's you. me. Mike? It says me, and it gives my phone yep. number. Same. I got a message. So, and that's fine. I don't, I Most really don't. don't. <laughs> I Well, and I don't, it's fine. People in private situations that's fine if they leave you know it goes to the thing and yeah it goes to voicemail and it says the person at this you're trying to call whatever number so now you're kind of guessing did i call the right number i don't even know i called the right person (laughs) and i don't want to leave a message because i don't know that i called the right person i'm with you so some of you guys are in business yep if you had salespeople that worked under you that were you were depending on them taking calls from potential clients. They would have a message on there. One would think. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Do you know how often I call people who are in sales or like service people right. yeah. for companies that rely on me giving them business? And I get a message that just recites their phone number and they're not available. You already I mean, know their phone number. Well, <laughs> Well, you, you hope, I'm, I'm hoping I'm calling the right again. Right. I'm hoping I'm calling the right number. Drives me nuts. If I had salespeople that didn't leave a message on there, uh, that would end pretty quick. So, so last week, I'm at work. I get a reminder from my system that says, "Hey, we've got this annual certification we got to have done from a third party." So I go in the system. I look up who's the third party. And I've got this woman's name and a number. So I call her. And she answers. And she says, well, I don't work there anymore. But, and she was, very, she was very nice. She gave me the number of two technicians that would come do the work. 
she gave me this cell number of the owner and she said if you can't get a hold of any of those you can call the main office number so i elected to call the main office number because i'm not in a rush i just want to get this on the schedule to get it done before the middle of next month and so i call the main office number the main office number says it it leaves a message saying this number is no one available leave a message so i don't leave a message i come back i think about it and i thought well i'm going to call again so i call again same thing and i elect not to leave a message so now i'm going to call the owner and i'm in the middle of like programming his number into my phone so i forever have it and i get a phone coming from a, a phone call from an unknown number to me and it's not the number i just called and the woman on the other end says who is this <laughs> now i'm looking at a number i've never seen before <laughs> and i'm like we'll play the game who's this <laughs> i'm like well this is jeff who is this she said well i've received two phone calls from this number who are you and i'm looking on my phone and i'm going ma'am i have no record of calling the number you're calling me from as it turns out she's the person that should have answered the phone at the office now she's calling me from her personal cell and she's talking to me like this i'm the customer wow and i let her know okay so this is how you answer the phone really <laughs> so we got into what i wanted she lightened up a little bit but so then she sent me an email to confirm the schedule that was on you know what her title was inside sales coordinator <laughs> <laughs> wow. So I take it the number you were calling was her office number. She yes. had it forwarded to, to her herself. Phone. Yes. Because she's Evid probably home. Evidently. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So now I'm, getting a, shopping. now I'm getting a call from a cell phone that I don't you know. You don't know. And I right. don't typically answer those. But in this case, I was like, hmm. You know, it's the middle of the day. Kind of you don't quit. get those goofy calls so much right. in the middle of the day. Sometimes you do, but I answered it, and that's what I got. And you had just made a couple calls, so maybe it's related. So, yeah, you just got to hit. Yeah, well, I probably called several people on other topics. Sure. So I'm more willing to answer the phone. But that's what I got from the inside sales coordinator. So did you call the owner then next? No, I haven't bothered <laughs> I haven't bothered with that yet. But Wow. But anyway, that's just uh, – I don't know. I don't know if you call it a pet peeve or gripe or whatever, but I'd yeah. say it's a pet peeve. Yeah, that's, a, that's a good yeah. point. I'm yeah. with you. Yeah, yeah. That's beyond a and, pet and, peeve. And, and I'll be honest like, with you. It's not. So that's not. It's not the first time. The first time I've had that kind of response where I had somebody call me back bitching at me about calling that number multiple times, right? But there, there are more. There are. I have more. Other experiences where i call people that are in the service industry right and sometimes at a level that are like you know service coordinators and when you call their phone and it goes to their voicemail it does not tell you that that's them and sometimes i even tell them hey you should fix that six months later i call that number 
it does the same thing. So I don't know. If I'm an owner of a company, I've got salespeople working for me, that ain't going to happen. This is an easy fix, too, for 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 the person with the phone. Right. Although I'm, I'm sitting here going, I know my, my message is outdated on mine. I need to change that. So maybe well, I'll do I that tomorrow. At least, at least it's got your name. Yeah, you'll know who it is you know when you answer I know, it. I know it's you. <clears throat> right. right. And, that's and then the, you can choose to leave a message or not. Sure. I'm more likely to leave a message if I know I'm calling the right person. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, I'm kind of the same way. I just think about that. If I don't, if I don't know for sure, because, well, first thing you hear, you're like, yeah, the number you have called, blink, 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 and then you're, in your mind you're going, yeah, 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 that's what I do. Yeah. yeah, I think that's what I do. <laughs> then you're yeah. looking at your phone. <laughs> so the other thing that sometimes happens, again, with service and salespeople is it, it says who they are. It goes to their voicemail, but their voicemail's full. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know. How? It's not set up yet. How do you yeah, do, you how do, you do a f- efficient yeah. business like that? Usually that's personal. When you're in sa- yeah. yeah, but if you're in sales or something, yeah, and your voicemail is full, what are you doing? Right. Take an hour one day and clear it. Right. Yep. That's just me. I'm with you. I would have to agree. Yep, me too. Totally agree. See, I don't need a piece of paper for a topic. <laughs> I mean, you guys have to search the internet. <laughs> Oh, uh, next topic. <laughs> All right, I'm going to call them out here. Uh-oh. Bo Brothers, good God. You need to come up to Indiana. We'll teach you how to drink bourbon. <laughs> they know how to drink. They know how to drink. They don't want to do a tasting. Yeah. How about that? Yeah, so <laughs> J-Bo and Jimbo, we're coming. We're coming for you. We're going to show you how to do a correct tasting of bourbon. That might be the first podcast we do is down there with them. Is yeah. to, We'll do a tasting. Yeah. I can't believe as much time as you spent over at Limestone Branson, you haven't watched Fonte do a tasting. Exactly. Hey, I, so I do. For our listeners, they did a tasting. J-Bo and Jimbo. Jimbo lined up six bourbons or five bourbons for J-Bo to taste. And it was, I'm sorry, boys, but that was a hard one to listen to. <laughs> it was funny. It really was. It was funny. It was entertaining. It was entertaining. Here's what I'm going to oh tell God. you. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in Jeremy's court because I don't smell nuts either. <laughs> Well, he did by the end. <laughs> they both were smelling nuts by the end. Yeah, I do were. want to give him another shout out. We talked about it in a previous podcast that uh, Dwayne and I had bought some uh, some bourbon based yep. on based on a podcast they had where they had the National Turkey Federation yes. folks in and they were selling uh, a barrel pick for the National Turkey Federation. Kentucky um, chapter, Kentucky chapter, and we talked about that. So Dwayne and I went to the local uh, National Turkey Federation event here, um, Last right weekend. there on the 15 side. On the 15 I'll side, admit, real close to the line, but where right the, the, the teen dances side, used to be, where the old teen dances used to be. That's right. <laughs> so, um, um, cross the line, 1524 donated one of those uh, bottles of. Uh, Woodford Reserve. Woodford Reserve Special National uh, Turkey Federation, signed by the famous Knight and Hale. Yep. Um, who who started the National Turkey Federation? If I'm yes, correct. Start, yes. And um, and so um, I think uh, I think that bottle sold sold uh, went, went, was on the live auction and uh, it, it sold for a pretty good penny. Yes, did good. Did real good. 
Um, one of the gentlemen, uh, one of the officers from the Turkey Federation, the local chapter, uh, the Strutters, he bought it. And uh, I asked him if he's going to open it tonight, or he goes, "Nope, that one's going up on my shelf." So I told him, "I said, well, there you go. You got you got one of one of one hundred actually." So did well, cool stuff. Yep, so it's all good. And uh, I don't think I don't think we won anything this year at the at the event. Nothing to speak of. And then uh, I did. I did buy a pair of uh, Indiana Hoosier uh, basketball tickets to the Northwestern game coming up here in February. So right. I'm sure. I'm sure uh, the Bow Brothers appreciate that. The old Hoosiers uh, basketball. Uh, they have to come that, up and watch some real basketball. There you go. Yeah. So Ooh. for those that don't know, the Bow the Bo, the Bo Brothers have a podcast down in Lebanon, Kentucky, called Two Shots on a Barrel. Uh, they interview all kind of folks from the bourbon country, but we become friends with them oh, about three, four years ago, and they, believe it or not, we're still friends. Yeah, they, <laughs> they've been calling us dorks. Yeah. No, they've been they're calling us Dwayne dorks. <laughs> no. So you guys they, are. They first said you, it guys was are, us, you guys are behind, though. <laughs> See, the real dork is Jimbo, yeah. who freaking went to let his dog out. <laughs> who? And fell. He's. Ice, 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 baby. baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's lucky he's not in the hospital. Yeah. I mean, well, he's was... sore. If you hurt him today, yeah. He, yeah. he is sore still. And that happened last week. So. Oh, that hurt me watching it. Oh man, I Crazy. mean, he, he was a he was inches away from the, hitting the back of his head on that step. So yeah, he's very lucky. And he's close to our age, so you can imagine <laughs> laying flat on your back. But we can laugh at him like Javo. <laughs> That's <laughs> a great. That we, now that we know he's okay. That's a great podcast. It's very entertaining. It's fine. And yeah. have you ever noticed how slow they talk? <laughs> I, I, I prefer to listen to them on Spotify because you can speed up the audio. About 1.2 is about right perfect where it just sounds normal to me. Oh, boy. But it, like, but it is a great podcast. Yeah, right? they're good guys. Yeah, good guys. <laughs> <laughs> Man, oh, Scotty, it's, a tough, it's a tough crowd tonight. <laughs> this is the first podcast. This is from Kentucky. It's a tough crowd. Love you, fellas. Yeah. And we got a bunch of Kentucky listeners. I'm sure some of them came from their podcast. Uh, it's amazing. I, I still can't get over all the listeners we have in all the different states and different countries. It just, I can't get over that. It's, it's yeah, pretty cool. Pretty amazing stuff. amazing. You know, people actually want to listen to us. You know, it's those it's those great topics that Dwayne and I research wow. before we can. Yeah. That's right. We spend hours. Hours. So, hours. so do you guys have another topic to smell this thing up with, or, or what? Well, I've got one, but I think I'll just save it for the next podcast. We have enough, unless you got one. I got one here. This one, this one's kind of it's kind of interesting, kind of scary. And uh, it says, so how many of you? Are, how many, well, Scotty, I know you. How many of you? Have, in the round of room here is driven on an interstate south of where we are south or west sure, sure. pretty much well, everybody, yeah, here. everybody, everybody here. here all right so everybody in this room has more than likely driven past a nuclear weapon yeah uh, i probably that imagine that's yeah. probably true yeah because yeah, and i didn't realize this yeah. but the u.s has 5244 nuclear weapons constantly moving around the country that's kind of scary there's, there's silos not far from here. Oh, yep. I know. But looking at the map, though, the, the ones that are traveling are not in our area. It's pretty much like down Tennessee 
and then headed to the west coast but it says if you've spent much time traveling the united states state easy for me to say traveling the united states using the country's vast network of interstates it's entirely possible that you've driven alongside or passed a nuclear warhead and didn't even know it there's 5,244 of Uncle Sam's nukes hiding around the world, most within the bounds of this nation's borders, and they don't always stay in the same place. More often than you'd think, these mass genocide devices get loaded into the trucks and taken for routine maintenance. Well, somebody's got to change the oil on those suckers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was my first thought is how, you know, why do they got to... What, what kind of maintenance? Yeah, what maintenance has begun? And, I, and what they were talking about, it wasn't in the article, but they're... Uh, re-energizing the plutonium in them oh. i guess it starts to go bad but it decays I, mean, I guess it does but i mean you wouldn't think it need to be done that often no you wouldn't think that but who knows how old they're well, maybe they could put a guy with a bicycle with a generator on it <laughs> yeah. crank it back up maybe <laughs> but it was kind of interesting i read about it the the vehicles known as u.s safeguard transporters are specially equipped equipped to protect the bomb and innocent americans from accidental debts, detonations uh, USSTs look like regular semi-trucks on the roadway, but they are equipped with trailers made of bulletproof and fireproof 12-inch thick steel. That's a heavy wow. semi-trailer. Uh, they are special-built tires to prevent blowouts, axles that lock up if someone tries to steal the truck, and quick-expanding foam prevents the bomb from impact if the truck tips over. Oh, and allegedly... They're built to electrocute anyone trying to access the truck without permission. (laughs) And, wait, that's not all. There's a robotic gun turret in the back in case someone goes to get in. Wow. I want to see one of these trucks. That's what I do, too. And I said you probably wouldn't notice it. It just looks like a regular semi. The driver isn't wearing anything special. No department energy jacket. It's that one you're following, and the pavement under the tires is slowing down. (laughs) Well, or it's shadowed by a pair of unmarked SUVs. So those black SUVs... Hopefully, I've seen on the road. Well, hopefully they're smart enough just to use, you know, regular, you know, plain Suburbans and not black ones, but... But that's it. That's just kind of. I saw that and I thought that's kind of interesting, scary, all in the same it is. same point. Now you know there's silos. I mean, oh yeah, there's Not silos all here. over the place. There's Out some west Wyoming. There's there's a bunch. Oh, of them. How about right? Dillsboro, Indiana? Yeah, probably so. Well, the ones in Dillsboro, that's where that house is now. Yeah, they, they, yeah they, but if you think they've that retired th- those, if you think there's not other ones around here, oh yeah, Did, didn't in the Cold War. I'm not sure on this, so. <laughs> Didn't they used to always have one in in an airplane? Uh, oh, always mobile. Yeah, always, always, yeah, always mobile. Oh, probably they, they always in the air. And then once that plane landed, there was already another another one, one in the take air. off. But we just they're up in satellites now. Yeah, probably they could be. I but yeah, so. I mean, to think about that, they were in Dillsboro. I mean, they were just. Yeah. Were I they? mean, that's not far. I from guarantee here. they're still. Oh, probably yeah. Ones we just don't know. Don't about. know about. But yeah, there's. A, it was interesting the map though. The map leaves pretty much the kind of the Midwest out. I mean, it it goes like down below Tennessee. You know, once you get past uh, Iowa, it's all pretty much out west and south, Let, which is kind of surprising. Let's hope that's not accurate. You know, we don't want the enemy to know where they're going. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Why would they put that? Yeah, maybe it's not right. I'm hoping. Yeah. Well, they're all here in Indiana. Yeah. If you, well here. I mean, I think the enemy probably knows where all the silos are. Yeah, probably. That's why they move them around, and they don't know which ones are active and which ones aren't, maybe. There you go. 
Yeah, but for our listeners, there is a, a non-active silo right. that was sold, and the guy's got a house. And it's pretty cool. It's been on TV several times. Yeah. Uh, it's got his vehicles and stuff down in it. I mean, it's pretty wild. Yeah, the lift actually works. There's a, a functional lift that'll lower your cars down to the to the underground bunker area. And he's got a house. It was a house, in-ground pool, everything. Yeah. It looked like time warp though back to the 70s i mean it's 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 it was really interesting uh realtor friend had it had it i think he i don't know if he listed it or he went to look at it to list it but we were trying to get him to take us all for a tour but never did get to take a tour of it pretty cool stuff well you guys got anything else for this episode no this this is a pretty good episode well it started out a little shitty but it got better as time went on Ended with a bang. Ended with a bang. Well, hopefully not. <laughs> yeah, we don't want that. Hopefully yeah. not. So for Cross the Line, 1524, I'm Alan Stanger with... Dwayne Bischoff. Jeff Montag. My Gardner, Scotty Bourbon. Table 12. <laughs> Man. Holy cow. <laughs> Scotty Bourbon, you better be ready tonight, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see y'all next time. You've been listening to Cross the Line 1524 with all the guys, whether we're at the Rusted Nail Speakeasy or out on the road. You know we always have a great time. Hey, check out our webpage at www.crosstheline1524.com we're also on Facebook and Twitter. Check out Podcast 1524 on Twitter and Cross the Line 15 slash 24 on Facebook.